Welcome to the Seasonal Practice Podcast. It's our hope that by stepping into the rhythms offered to us by the Christian calendar, we can have fresh encounters with the living God. So if you've ever been curious about what the liturgical calendar or seasons are, or how you could more deeply engage them, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to another installment of the Seasonal Practice Podcast. Here we are, week four, Lent 2023. And uh, thanks for joining us. Kate, would you invite us to begin to contemplate this particular week with a scripture reading. Yeah, absolutely. Today we'll be reading from Ephesians uh, 5 verses 8 through 14. For once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Sleeper, awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That is a a beautiful, beautiful text as we look towards Easter and Lent. So many, so many thoughts. One of the connections, though, this darkness to light. There's this this healing and and forgiveness. What has been done in darkness, we brought into the light, and there is transformed. So, I think that that takes us right to our line in the Lord's Prayer this week: "Forgive us our debts, as we forgive those." Who have debted again? Nope, that's not how it goes. See, <laughs> I can't even get away from trespasses You're and debts. You're combining them. No, this this will stay in, right? So forgive our debts as we have forgiven our debtors, or uh, you know, forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. That's kind of a John Trent, John twenty ish uh, version where we are those who are forgiving or withholding forgiveness. So. To bring us out of uh, this lack of clarity, bring some stuff into the light, we have friend and colleague, Brian Catlett, our Congregational Care and Connections pastor here at Marsa Bible Church. Brian, take this somewhere that makes more sense. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for having me. Um, and I, I will do my best to bring a, a little bit of clarity and hopefully tie in the practice of confession uh, and the season of Lent. And, and I do think there's a lot of overlaps there. So, um, yeah, this this week uh, we're focusing on, on confession and this idea of um, turning from maybe having chosen to live our own way or pursue after uh, our own ends or um, finding our identity in things that um, maybe we shouldn't be and and returning back home to the heart of God. Yeah. And uh, I think confession can do this really beautiful thing of both reminding us of our humanity, which is a central part of what the season of Lent is, starting with Ash Wednesday with, you know, to dust from dust we have come and to dust we will return, right? And um, we know we have this fleshly nature that falls short of the glory of God. So that's one piece, but yet uh, that's not the end of the story, right? When we actually step into the act of confession, we meet our compassionate and gracious God who receives us not begrudgingly, right? But with with compassion and grace and joy. Um, and as I was kind of reflecting on this 
getting ready for this conversation, just this image of the father of the prodigal son is what came to my mind. Um, I think it would do me and probably all of us well to keep that image in mind as we step into the act of confession, right? The prodigal son leaves. When he comes home, the first thing he does when he sees his father kind of chasing after him and says, please, please forgive me. I've sinned against you. I've sinned against God. And the father doesn't, doesn't hold any of that over him, doesn't make him sit in that, but immediately says, you know, put a robe on him, put a ring on his finger, kill the fattened calf. And I think there's times where I am hesitant to step into confession because I'm, I have this fear built in that I'm going to just get stuck in guilt or shame. And that's, that's never where we end up stuck. And I think as much as we can remind ourselves that that, that actually isn't what we're stepping into, we're, we're recognizing these things that we need to confess and lay down, but we're met with uh, grace and love and compassion beyond anything we can even fully understand. What you're saying reminds me um, of what David says. I think it's, it's, in the early Psalms, but he talks about when I kept silent, my bones wasted away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know that God knows all, but letting it sit inside of us is your bones start wasting away. And so when it comes to the light, when you are able to express it, um, there's relief and freedom in that. Yeah, I love that. Um, it, it also makes me think of when when Christ is telling people, hey, take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy and my burden is light, right? We, we can't take on that easy and light yoke without taking off the one that we're carrying ourselves, right? That's something that's weighing us down. And, and unless we can actually lay that at Christ's feet, we, we can't take on the easy burden that, that Christ promises to give us. Yeah. Oh, man, it's beautiful. Yeah. So, Brian, what do you, when we look at practicing confession, right? So we do this corporately at our worship gathering each week. And um, it's something we can do to one another. And we have a particular way, though, of embodying this practice this week. What's what's that invitation look like? Yeah, so this is a practice that I've been um, stepping into a lot over the last couple months, actually. I've found more and more that uh, trying to embody a practice in some way to physically act it out just does something different to me in the way that I engage it and and brings a level of depth and connection that I may not find otherwise. Uh, So we just call this very simply hands up, hands down, or palms up, palms down. And the idea is that um, you take a posture of, of your palms facing straight up as you enter into prayer, whether that's on a tabletop or an armrest or on the tops of your legs. And then just stepping into a time of confession. And I like to visualize that I'm, I'm taking these things that I want to confess and placing them in my hands, filling my hands with those things that I want to hand over to God. And um, then when I've kind of concluded with what I feel like I have to hand over to, to God in that moment, I physically flip my hands down um, as a way of saying, I, I'm releasing these things to you, Lord. And just sit in in a moment of of silence and reflection as I turn my hands over, um, feeling the weight release, feeling the just the change in that posture, um, and then trying to turn my attention to again the fact that I'm handing these things over to a gracious God who will happily take them from me and and welcome me uh, again and again in this posture. This feels like a welcome practice for people maybe in our tradition, a more Protestant or evangelical evangelical tradition. Um, 
because, you know, when I think traditionally of confession, you think of the Catholic tradition where you're going somewhere and talking to someone. And since confession, we do, I think, primarily corporately. Um, I like the idea of, you know, Catholics are going out. That's an embodiment, right? Mm -hmm. And so this practice gives us a a different version of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I just find it's, it's a really powerful reminder that I, I am actually handing things over in the process of doing this, right? There, there is something that's actually happening here. Um, And that's, that's also a helpful reminder, right? That I'm not stuck and mired in these things that I'm trying to hand over. I'm not incapable of handing them over and there's nothing that God is unwilling to take from me. And I, I need that reminder. Wow. Yeah, dude, just just to be thinking of there's nothing that God is unwilling to take. You know, I'd imagine too. I I, I love the imaginative nature of this as well as the embodied quality to think too of you go back to that prodigal son narrative and the father would have done anything. I mean, if that son was carrying all sorts of stuff, I mean, granted, he's carrying his clothes, he gets new clothes, right? These old sandals, he gets new sandals, get all this stuff. But I mean, I'd imagine if he's carrying some sort of backpack burden, pulling a trailer full of you know, his life's mistakes, that just, it gets taken. It's no question. It's just, that's really beautiful. So Brian, I know the other part of this that everyone can read in the prayer journal is um, the scriptures for assurance of pardon. Mm -hmm. And as we go out, I don't know if there's something you can share with us, a blessing, maybe something from the prayer journal, whatever, whatever it is um, that you want to leave us with this week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do recommend people looking through. Um, these are just a few short selections of scripture that point us to the fact that when we do confess that they are our sins are forgiven and that is that is the good news, right? So um look at these ones. There's plenty of other examples um that we can, you know, resource people with as well. Um, but yeah, we'd love to to pray a prayer of blessing over us uh, as we wrap up and go. So my friends. May you experience the deep freedom and joy that comes with confession. Would you be honest with yourself and with God? And when you confess, would you experience the deep, joy-filled, celebratory, and loving embrace of our good, good Father who never stops pursuing us and always welcomes us with open arms? Amen. Amen and amen. Well, friends, would you carry that blessing forward and not your burdens? Thank you, Brian, and to all of us out there. And we practice well this week.